Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about whatever movie-related story is currently making headlines... Karen, are you pre-recording the attentions again? No. Now go away! <clears throat> are purely for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> what you can infer from the attention this week is that uh, we're recording on the weekend, so we're still about a week out from the Halloween movies, and we'll post this on Wednesday. So please, no big celebrity deaths between now and then, because we won't be talking about them today. Well, well, what we should probably do is not bash anybody during right, this show. Yeah. Nothing but positive energy, PM. Positive mental attitude, PMA today, because I know Ryan Reynolds is probably on the edge there. So, do you know if we're qualified to? <laughs> and you completely deflated Whoops. your idea. Right? Yeah. <laughs> do you know if we're qualified to not know what Nightcrawler is about? Because I'd like that. This, this far away from its uh, its opening. <laughs> right. I mean, a week from now, we might not know how that movie turns out in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping it's good, but by now we know what what it's about. Does the world? Eh, that remains to be seen. Yeah. But listen, we also lost Elizabeth Pena recently from Jacob's Ladder and Lone Star. Oh, oh yes. She's been in a ton of stuff. She we was lost... in Modern Family quite a bit recently, right? That actress. I don't know. She played... Uh... Let's, let's check in with the TV guys and see I, what... I She's not here. Of... <laughs> Jamie's not <laughs> here. Jamie's not here. Uh, and then we lost uh, Misty Upham, who had that crazy disappearance, and then she was found dead. I don't know who that is. She was uh, in... What? Mist- you don't know this? She was no. in Frozen River, and she was just in Augusta oh. Osage County, the young uh, housekeeper. She uh-huh. she is she is uh, uh, Native American. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, she's so now trouble. In, she's yeah. great in that movie. Yeah. And so now there's all sorts of theories about her disappearance, and, really? and why she uh, wound up dead is because she was a big proponent of like Native American rights and all this, and so it's a whole big thing. It's wounded knee all over again. Yeah. Exactly. I don't, I don't know what that means. You know, I heard it in Indigo Girls' song. I assume it's <laughs> politically correct. I assume it's a Probably thing. would have heard of that. Yeah. And I would say it now, appropriately. They're so, they're, the Native American population is so small that someone fiercely fighting for them cannot be scary to that many, like, you know, like the government. Like, yeah. It's a lot of government. She's, There's a lot of government. She's organized no all 100 of them. Kill <laughs> yeah. her. Yeah. So, I mean, like, celebrity deaths aren't in threes anymore. They're just constant at this point. So mm. someone's going to go between now and the time we air, and I hope we don't feel like we, we're off our game. Uh, hey, speaking of death, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody, <laughs> part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. And we don't break character until we do the DVD commentary. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admiral's Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show from us every week. Basically search the World Wide Webs and we come right up. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, and of course the movieguys.net, absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe where you can. And if you do, still no charge. Uh, oh, speaking of the movieguys.net, newly posted up there to the site is our movie guy Ray Scalacci's review of Witching and Bitching. Do you know this Ooh. movie? Ray Scalacci. No, no, but no, now is the time of year where I meant to text uh, Ray and go, okay, what are those movies again? Because yeah. it's I'm in horror movies. So, uh, you know. I think this would be one that he didn't even mention on there because he just discovered it and it's on Netflix. Witching and Bitching. It's a Spanish uh, horror film about a uh, coven of witches and it's apparently completely weird and funny and unique and uh, 
a great new horror film that you should seek out. So go find out why at He's our good review with the on the site. Ray Scalacci knows his horror. He does. Um, so that's the newest thing to, to watch this Halloween if you want something different. And you can find the showcast like the one you're listening to on a couple of internet radio stations as well, including WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern and JonasMountRadio.com Thursdays at 6, who I last look are also, also uh, not charging. So that's good. <laughs> I'm your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. And later in the show, we'll be joined by our guest, a first here in the Admirals Club, a vlogger. Uh oh! Nice. What? Please Wait, do, do we need to put down plastic or something? <laughs> no, what is that again? A YouTuber I with uh, oh. thousands of fans and millions of hits. Yay! Hey. So Somebody's got to cool. be getting Kate Elliott. Kate Elliott. Awesome. It, just it, it sounds like she's a Viking. Like <laughs> Kate Elliott. No, a vlogger. Oh, oh vlog. vlogger. Vlog the Impaler. Yeah. <laughs> vlog the YouTuberator. <laughs> Vlog the YouTuber. It's like a, something you would shout out during Space yeah, Team. Yeah. He YouTuberated him. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. What? Stick with us. we got some reviews to get to, plus Karen's birthdays, some YouTube movie reviews, which are always fun. Yeah, every day. Every it's week. Karen's and we'll bust open the old movie guy's time capsule, because it is the final uh, show of the month. But first, our patented movie previews. And there's really only one film worth talking about this week. Kind of shocking that there's no major horror film opening up uh, this weekend, right before Halloween. But... I mean, maybe they're still counting on people going to Annabelle and whatever the hell else came out. But we'll give the full treatment to Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. I film breaking stories. Maybe you saw my item this morning, you were fatal carjacking. No, I mean, I don't have a TV. Do you have a cell phone? Yeah. Is that a GPS? Yeah. Congratulations, you're hired. <laughs> okay. And off they go to crime scenes to get the big story before everybody else. And perhaps create the big story mm-hmm. before there even is one. So Norman Bates shoots Sounds a like regular scene. news. Yeah. I don't know if this is the birth of that kind of thing they're trying to show in this movie or it's just the latest guy to, to be crazy. Just but. someone wrapped up in the system. Yeah. So Quiet. let's get to it. Let's not banter around forever and deliver the goods on Nightcrawler. Kurt Wagner fans, mm-hmm. or would you call it Kurt Wagner fans? Yes. Yes. I'm very excited about this. You uh, call it Kurt Vlogger. In the Munich Circus, I was known as the Incredible Nightcrawler. I'm so happy he got his own movie. Uh, sadly, Adam, you'll have to wait a little longer. What? Apparently, Ant-Man has more pull in Hollywood than the Canadian Banff master X-Man known as Nightcrawler. Lee, let's talk about this new film and cri- uh, all about crime journalism. Here we go. Nightcrawler is yet another title trying to confuse the superhero movie-buying public, Adam. <laughs> along, with, along with such titles as November Man and Fury, they've been let down several times this What's month. What's November Man's powers? <laughs> the power of turkey. He only has powers for one month a year. Yes. He has the power to eat a lot and then get really tired. He has the power to watch college football. Mm-hmm. America's favorite Gyllenhaal, who it turns out to be Jake, oh, stars as Lou Bloom, a young man who, in his desperate search for work, stumbles into the low-profile world of L.A. crime scene journalism, otherwise known in L.A. as journalism. But when laying in wait atop a hotel elevator waiting for Ray Rice proves exhausting, <laughs> he starts beating cops to crime scenes. And before you know it, a guy who looks like he might murder you totally exhibits socio- sociopathic judgment to the surprise of everyone who didn't notice his crazy eyes. So he starts creating his own news by staging crime scenes. The trailer is unclear if he then starts committing crimes himself, but come on, look at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it is clear, however, Paul, that Bloom starts to make a career out of the seedy side of local news, as opposed to the legitimate and respectable local <laughs> news we've all come so accustomed to, where you can't see the weather map because the meteorologist's big fake rack gets in the way. 
<laughs> TMZ is criticizing this movie for trivializing and minimizing human tragedy for profit while desensitizing society to the suffering of others. That's their job! <laughs> Besides Gyllenhaal, this movie stars Bill Paxton, who is both an actor and a movie, guy, movie guysopedia term. Mm -hmm. Now, as a regular viewer listener of the show cast, you know that a Paxton is an actor whose performance won't get in the way of a movie's special effects. Although, aside from a few car chases, Nightcrawler doesn't seem to have any special effects. So we're left wondering, what is Bill Paxton doing in this movie? He's acting, actually. <laughs> oh, so that's what it looks like when he does that. Not bad. <laughs> hey, pretty good. The film does have a bunch of other roles that actors can really sink their teeth into, like scrapyard owner, pawn shop owner, ace video cameraman, neighbor, female neighbor, freaked motorist, scratch face, which is uncredited, I'm told, and Kent Shockneck. Wait, did Kent Shockneck get cast as Kent Shockneck? Yet again. Damn it, everyone just stop trying. They're never not going to hire him. <laughs> Now, like hundreds of trailers before it, they've decided to creep up another classic song for Nightcrawler. Now, you may recall the powers that be made Everybody Wants to Rule the World creepy for the Dracula Untold trailer. Welcome to your life. Creepy. And the Brick Mansions trailer featured a creepy version of Stand By Me. Come on, convent movie convention. <laughs> Detective. <laughs> hey, I have a great idea. This time, it's I'd Love to Change the World, first done by the band 10 years after. I'd love to change the world. I think Lou is inspiring all of us to reach a little higher. <laughs> now, this making songs creepy move works about 50% of the time, but it isn't always necessary, so let's listen to the original song. Oh. They slow it down like half a speed? <laughs> well, that's a good song. Already pretty damn creepy, right, Paul? <laughs> True. And we have yet another sound, uh, another trailer sound effect here to induct into the Hall of Bwong. Right on. I didn't know all this would be happening. I didn't know either. I would have worn oh, a there's nice... So much, there's a whole thing. I didn't yeah. dress up enough. You came on the right day. This is very exciting. The Hall of Bwong is always, always pretty exciting. We all remember Bwong, right? He's fast becoming my favorite. Noise great. that started it all. I love it. His name is the sound he makes. What is that called? Onomatopoeia. That. Yes, that's perfect. He's just going nuts in that one. This is why the whole thing is named after him. Remember him in The Purge? <laughs> <laughs> You're next. <laughs> but, but, oh, speaking of farts, we have another... Uh, Nowadays, nothing can happen in a trailer without sound effects accentuating the shit out of it. But just in time for the holiday, Nightcrawler has a new scary sound effect called bzzz. <laughs> wow. <laughs> kind of sounds like a fart. That's, a that's ridiculous. Um, and it's just used at the end of the trailer. It can't, it, the trailer can't even just end. The ending uh -huh. has to be accentuated by this crazy sound effect. <laughs> it just Excuse sounds me. like someone's being electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, viewer. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, okay, so sorry, which is a great one that we love. I like that one. But you're like last year's Halloween costume. You're out. So who's going trick-or-treating as this year? I was going to go as... Paul, let me explain. Hold on. Let me sum up. Gyllenhaal's Lou Bloom seems to combine the skeeviness of Joe Francis with Harvey Levin's lack of moral compass. In other words, he nails this character. There you go. Probably. 
That is Nightcrawler. You know, I actually would argue that first made his appearance in the pod races yeah, of Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. True, it, but that's not a trailer. It effect. is a sound oh, effect. The trailer, that's I actually practical remember. It's, oh. it's giving the, the vehicle sound. You're learning boom, stuff. Boom, boom, boom. will be used in a trailer just to show like a light turning off. <laughs> a, transform, <laughs> a transformer attacking. I, I seem to remember one of the transformer trailers was the first. That, or oh, like, yeah. The first uh, Bong. Well, yeah. well, definitely Bong. Yeah, and they were capitalizing three. on Inception. Which, I think two was the do, 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 do. Yeah. I seem to remember something transforming to that. <laughs> That's almost as bad as Ouija. I'm awake. Ouija. Um, this movie would be a lot better if the lead character were Leo Bloom. Who's oh, from the producer? Oh, from the producer. Uh, probably just as desperate, right? Uh, Mr. B- Mr. So. Bloom from uh, from um, Rushmore, uh, Bill Murray. Right? That would be oh, good too. Go. I forget his any movie with Bill Orlando Murray. Bloom. There's a lot of Blooms in which this <laughs> movie would be made. Who's better. your favorite Bloom? We're gonna get to the bottom of it this week <laughs> on the Movie Guys. <laughs> Eugene Bloom. Favorite Bloom. There's a segment. My right? favorite. <laughs> your favorite Bloom? Bloom, bloom in love. I've come around on Jake Gyllenhaal though. When I first saw him, wait, that's so perfect for Brokeback Mountain. I've come around. I've come around. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. You did just say the you just said quote that. from a movie I've never seen. He did say he reached around Jake Gyllenhaal. I reached, I've recently reached around Jake Gyllenhaal, and I kind of like his movies now. Now, granted, we're Prince losing, of Persia. We're losing Kate's listeners, but uh, he, didn't, he didn't either come on or reach around Jake Gyllenhaal. No. He came around on uh, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Karen, you and your dirty mind. I, well, it's early. That's all I can use. Did you not, so you didn't see Brokeback Mountain. He was not, on, not. He was not the top. So no, he's not the top. Okay. See, that shows how much we know. <laughs> You couldn't even come around on him. <laughs> but this guy, I thought he was real boring when he first came on the scene. It seemed like we had to just have him in movies. Yeah, like, definitely. I never saw Donnie Darko. That might be a movie oh, jail thing. see, that, for me, Donnie Darko is, is What's Eating Gil- Gilbert Grape. So if you haven't seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and then you show up with uh, Leonardo later on, you're like, ah, he's, like, if you yeah, get yeah. him at the beach... You're like, what the hell is this guy doing? Hey, Darko's right, right. a lot of staring. That's true. <laughs> That's true, because so, then after Darko, he probably did a bunch of stuff. I was like, dull, correct. dull, dull, So had dull. you seen Darko, it would have set the pace for you, and you would have accepted the beach. But that's yeah. a very different uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's not Jake Gyllenhaal, professional actor. That's just, like, guy cast in indie movie. Like, Good girl? I mean, yeah, I, I, well, see, no, I thought he was kind of dull in that. Like, mm-hmm. He was a big deal character in that movie that didn't do anything for me as an actor. I... I, I but then, like, by Jarhead, we have the poster for that. Oh, yeah. He won me over. And since then, I've been pretty damn impressed by him. Brokeback Mountain. Prisoners. He's good in a lot of stuff now. I mean... So I'll he, give this a day in court, because this looks like the first time he's, like, letting loose a little bit. He's unleashed, yeah. kind of. Well, Jarhead, he did some pretty crazy shit, too. I always like movies that take place in L.A. It's kind of fun to watch that other side of the... The, the town that hopefully I don't know. Often L.A. at night. Yeah. It's Downtown at night mm-hmm. is where everything happens in movies, in like a indie movies or and whatever. It's you know why? for me to believe it because I've never been downtown at night. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. that really 14 years, maybe. I was led to believe those are just flats. That's just right? there for an establishing <laughs> yeah. shot. That's exactly it. It's not real. They were built for L.A. law. They remain today. <laughs> No, the reason Take independent the films shoot in L.A. at night is because that's the only time they can close down streets and there's no traffic. So we've got to come up with a movie that takes place at night. True. The, um, the lead character of this looks like the lead singer of the Spasmatics. I really expect him to hmm. jump around and start Oh, he's the only thing he's missing is the neck brace. Uh, the neck right? brace, really? Yeah. Who? Who? Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. 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 With looks- the longer hair and everything. He'd make yeah. a great Norman Bates, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I mean, he's just so Norman Batesy in this movie. He's very Batesy. I didn't realize how crazy... He just can't come off... Pretty crazy. Did, Creepy. Again, I, re- I defer to Jarhead. I've Jarian. never seen that. Yeah, the, the war gets to him, and yeah. he gets a little nuts. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie is about 
guys training for war and never firing a bullet. Wow. And it's just, they're just going crazy. That's amazing. You know, so they vent bullet guns on each other and they kind of just go nuts. It's, it's really good. It's Sam huh. Mendes. I mean, yeah. I don't know why more people didn't see it. Sam Mendes, didn't he sing that Frozen song that John Travolta introduced? That's Adele Dazeem. Oh, yeah, very close. I thought that was From the musical Frozen River. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, there's another film. Oh, did you want to say something more about Joe Francis? Well, Adam and I oh, were well, having this when conversation. When does he so. not want to say more about Joe Francis? <laughs> well, I've isolated we him briefly man. there. Well, because I, I had mentioned to Adam earlier that I, my impression was that Joe Francis of Girls Gone Wild got his start repurposing like police crash footage into yeah. world's wildest yeah. police crash footage. I yeah. just came oh, up with that. Really? In my own I head. didn't know. That. Yeah, and I thought he, he jumped right to the girls. And then stuff. he did one. Then he did one tape that was no. He did like car crashes and police chases and all these sort of repurposing. And then he did one that was Spring Break, and it sold way better than everything else. <laughs> so it was went, like, ding, screw yeah. car crashes, <laughs> ding or boing. Gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to uh, Spring Break and and just do that. <laughs> That was the idea he had. <laughs> Spring <Wait>. break! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about another movie that's opening. We don't, we're not going to give this the full uh, preview treatment because it's only opening in limited release, but it does start Colin Firth. So Karen. I think Karen oh. is uh, thinking we should probably talk about this. Yes. I owe it to her. Oh, let's think of what pop song uh, they play slow on this one. <laughs> this okay. is the trailer for Before I Go to Sleep, or just a clip of it. I think it's going to be yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tongue, but really. Christine. Yes? It's Dr. Nash. You won't remember me. We've been doing some work on your memory. I'm not certain that Ben knows. Ten years ago, you were found on an industrial estate with some years to hand. That's where I found you. Naked. Confused. Naked? Naked. Naked. Confused. No one knows. No one but you. Talked of a whole thing. No, nobody knows what. I know. Point. I didn't hear you. Oh, I don't you know, care. If some man said to me, "This is where I found you naked and confused." <laughs> Did you pay attention to what happened? Okay, this looks no. good, though. But okay. Does it? What happens? Don't you immediately what go? What happened in that trailer? <laughs> Nicole Kidman got like attacked. Sorry. And her. Oh, go ahead. I'm saying if you're so okay, you're a woman. You don't know where you are. And someone goes, "I found you naked and confused." Yeah. That you immediately check to see if you've been raped. You, you could tell her anything though, because here's the plot: she got attacked, and her memory got jostled to the point where yeah. every day. She wakes up and it's like clean slate, kind of, oh, right? Like, it old, like the old Dana Carvey movie. And um, yes, that's there was, exactly where we all went. Like the Dana Carvey movie. <laughs> there was Wayne's World. There was one other movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Not other Fifty movie. First Dates. Not Memento. No. The, the, Dana the, the one where he did the George Slate. He did the George Bush impersonation in the trailer, and I was like, mm, "Nice yeah. bone for the fan." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, and so if she has to figure out what who attacked her. Because she's the only one who knows, but it's locked in this memory that resets every day. So they try and feed her clues every day, and then she forgets. So even if she solves it, she'll forget the next day, I, I imagine. Unless there's some magic serum that shows up. But Colin Firth probably saved the this day, This is right? exactly when that Bloom guy is going to show up. Because this seems like the perfect combination <laughs> yeah. of both of those movies. Check his tape. I'm sure he's got footage of exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Can you play that trailer again? Because the opening line of that trailer is, you don't know me. We've done some work together. Uh, you won't remember. We've done work on your memory. It's like the most confusing setup. Christine. Yes? It's Dr. Nash. You won't remember me. We've been doing some work on your memory. I'm not certain that Ben knows. 
I'm not certain that Ben's, Ben's her husband. Oh, who's okay. trying to explain every day that what's you going on. You don't know on. me, you won't remember, and I'm not sure if this guy we just mentioned doesn't know anything. I haven't heard Lee say no in a while, so let me ask you, would you stay with a girl who has that memory issue? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, that opens up a whole world of possibilities of how great oh, I'm going to really? be. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I thought you'd be like, Again, she'll wake up and check to see if she's been raped. She'll be like, wait a minute, is my ass sore? What's happening? So she wakes up every day and you're a new guy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, right. so you could put your wig put on, right? Wig. <laughs> you're like, what wig am I going to wear tomorrow? She's gonna wake up again. I'm gonna have my Johnny Cash wig. Yeah. Oh my god, I have my '80s metal band wig. And, and by the time she finds out I don't have hair, she zonks out, and we start all over again. Yeah, right. and, and if you when listen, they go to make love, she takes off the hair and yep. goes, "What?" And then she it's a brand new sleep. day, groundhog life. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a wait. Listen to this. I'm, I'm only gonna play it one more time, but just to begin. Christine. Yes. It's Doctor Nash. Played by Mark Strong. Hang up! Oh! Right? Like, hang up right away. That voice. Mark Strong, just hang yeah, up. Right? You don't mess He's around. He's going to kill you. Hello, it's Mark Strong. Well, I'm out. Oh, well, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Wait a minute, I thought you said starts Colin Firth. No, oh, he plays the husband. Oh. The only thing worse Which is... Which is probably why he gets to the He's bottom He's got the best it. voice in movies. I love his... Mm -hmm. he, that's no, a, that's a good one to have on yeah. the phone. Mark Strong answers the phone. I immediately hand it to Liam Neeson. Say, this is for you. Yeah, you <laughs> two guys work this you shit out. <laughs> <talk> this <laughs> out. You guys sound... No, wait a minute. Isn't there a better manner. Colin Firth movie coming out that I thought this was? <laughs> yes. Where, yes. Yes. Right? There is another Oscar movie. Oh, Oscar Oscar the Kingsman? Yes. Oh, that will have a big... The Secret Service will have a big release in February. Oh, well, we will. We will. That's the movie... Prepare yourselves, table that will bring us all together. Colin Firth, oh, action movies, uh, based on a Lee comic. will be there too. <laughs> based on the comic, I'm sure there's nudity in it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Vaughn, I mean that would be badass. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say, Karen, Lee, you like yes. it because of Matthew Vaughn, right? Sure. I like it because he's like a little James Bond. He's all in it. Sometimes I try and open it up. Between. Yeah, yeah. It's Colin Firth's big action movie, so that, that'll be exciting. And he gets to be cute again, and not like old and lispy and gay. Well, and I think with that movie. We've, as we've dovetailed to talking yes. into it, about that now, I think I think it's like it, it brings that sort of like Avengers vibe too. He's a very proper gentleman, yeah. you know, like the, old the, school the whole, Avengers. Yeah, right? the like, Kingsmen are this. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, old school Avengers. Like, yeah, yeah. What's it? Emma Peel. Emma Peel. Emma Peel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's another movie coming out as. Oh wait, first question about that though. If you had what? to erase real quick to the table, if you had to erase a movie from the last 14 years because I guess that's how long it's been going on with her. I think in the movie. You raised a movie. So like if you woke song. up and then you didn't remember a movie happened oh. all of a sudden, which one would you want? To now have is it because race? I don't want to remember it, or I'd like to discover it again? Oh, interesting. Again and again. Interesting. Jack point. Reacher. There you go. Again. Oh. Not a few good men. Um, it's, it, it, no, I don't ever want to lose that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a movie that I've said many times on here that I have oh. forgotten about and won't mention. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to mention that one because that's boring and that makes me think about it. Uh, right? And I don't that. think it exists. Right. Yeah. So I, I desperately want to say what it is. I mean, how could we just not? You can say it. Teasing. People know. Oh, he can't say it. It stars Dan Aykroyd and John Goodman and in a, black suits. A little and kid. <laughs> I'd like to get rid of Ghostbusters too. I really think that was oh, disappointing. I would. They get could rid redo. Of that. No, that's a that's that's like the Superman three of Ghostbusters movies. You're like, God, I wish they'd made another one. And then you go, Oh, they do. I just don't think they did. I just didn't uh, yeah. think about it. It is it's quotable. <laughs> I just don't watch it enough to quote it. Yeah, yeah but you don't like. I know you don't like seeing them s sad and no. especially when they win the day at the end of the first movie. I then know. next thing you know, they're working kids parties and they're all losers. Like, why do we have? Yeah, to have but that? they win yeah. the day at the end of Ghostbusters too. They mm. they ride the Statue of Liberty and Bill Murray sings uh, it's like true. in Scrooge. You gotta like. You that. know, the more you.
you guys talk about this, the more I realize I probably have not seen this movie. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. When in no. doubt, slime. That's kind of the, oh, the so ML for that It sounds movie. horrible. It's very one note. How do they end up broken, destitute? Right. Just they just exactly. come. That doesn't make And they're being sued and everything. It's like all horrible because at the beginning when of the movie. They saved the world. They created some damage to the building and stuff, and so they had to pay for their expenses. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a very good way it's to lame. begin it. Yeah. And there's a baby in it. All the things uh, I hate about. Sequels, but they just wanted to bring them all back together from somewhere, and they—I don't know if they felt like they could do it within the course of the movie. It's basically the whole movie's like a last act, like they were, yeah. like <laughs> like we really did kind of miss the beginning of the movie where they like, you know, the got sued and stuff, and then yeah. you know couldn't become Ghostbusters anymore, and they're at the very bottom, and they're all split apart, and then something brings them back together. I'd rather. There really see is that. a third You're act right. of a movie that Ghostbusters too, and of course Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So long from my so memory. If yeah, I, I'd if rather I have had it. this thing. Superman 3, I'd rather have it. Of course you would. You know. You like there like being more. a lot of... Yeah, you like, yeah, more. Yeah. I like more. I like more uh, quality. More plus quality. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, we all like quality. All right. Speaking of quality... <laughs> Radical yes. statements. What do you want to say about Dear White People? There's another movie opening up. I, I, it's just, I, I've seen a, a lot of uh, uh, word on Twitter about it. It's getting very talked about, and it uh, and then I just good watched... Good trailer. Tra yeah, yeah, great trailer. trailer. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. It's like, you know, it's like they say, like, Key and Peele is like the ultimate sort of Obama-era you know, comedy, you know, it's it's the sort of the black and white comedy and, and this one is definitely this like all the white stereotypes, all the black stereotypes, all the the mulatto. Yeah. <laughs> whenever whenever what? no good? What? No good? I was thinking <laughs> the, uh, that that as well. Um but uh so yeah, it's it's about this uh this girl on this campus has a uh, a radio show that she calls Dear White People. And basically, like, points out some of the funny stereotypes about white people. She says, if you, if you only, the uh, minimum amount of black friends you have to have to not be racist is now two. So I think it's all <laughs> observations like that, like, kind of like stand-up comedy kind of feel. But, of course, it, you know, and then it de deals with all of the uh, ramifications of her show and bringing all these things to the surface and there's a black character in there who has all things that he likes that are all white and so that's judged by his black friends so it, it covers every angle and so this looked super indie when i first heard about it now the fact that social media like, has like put it on its back and it's no, i think it is this, super uh, indie it looks like one location it looks like yeah a but i mean like a couple but like a friend would show it to me not like it's playing cross country so kudos yeah, to that movie for are getting you saying that. that it's on the same caliber as one of the first porns you've ever watched Friends like Paul, you got to check this out. <laughs> Slip it in your bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take this home. Porn, Make sure the, your mom's on. The porn had a radio show in it and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, oh, be, I like stories in my porn. <laughs> I'm sure you do. It'd yeah. be a good way to market a movie, just like like the old uh, uh, underground porn circuit. Mm -hmm. You just start giving it to. <laughs> Give it to a couple friends and VHS people. tape with like a label all scratched off, but it's just the movie, you know, Dear White People <laughs> yeah. or, or whatever indie movie. I just <laughs> see that's how I thought it would be, but the fact that there's a big talk about it, kudos to that movie for getting uh, yeah. the awareness. Of course, awareness the big talk is Facebook and Twitter and hey, social sites, not like a giant billboard next to the Virgin. Right now, exactly. What is that thing? Now, that's how is it? Virgin Mary. What, yeah, I, I don't. Oh, did <laughs> you marry the Virgin? Jane the Virgin. A thousand yeah. billboards yeah. for it, and you're like, okay. Does it speak to my? Uh, no, social it's not circle. The movie you think it's going to be. Not, like, yeah, that I really haven't seen any or heard anything about this movie. But you, you're not on Twitter. You live in What I'm saying is I'm on Facebook, so maybe I don't like have I'm seeing the right... The, I don't have those two requisite friends, apparently, on Facebook. But, like, it's being retweeted by, like, guests of our show and oh, stuff. Okay. Like, it's, okay. it's, it's friends who have friends in it. You know who... I mean, there's... Here's yeah, how like much a of a porn. racist I am not. Yeah. I heard about this movie on NPR. 
Ah, that's where I. That's listen. not very white. It's <laughs> <laughs> extremely liberal, right? Oh, uh, kind of blowing the he's a racist and he's a Republican theory right out the window with that statement. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Boom, two birds. All right. Well, we have some uh, YouTube movie reviews. It's an Obama about era. <laughs> <Lee>. <laughs> we have YouTube movie reviews to get to about Nightcrawler, but I want to get to those. But it only seems right we do it with our special guest, the YouTube oh, okay. specialist Kate Elliott. So let's take ten seconds of break and get her in here. So uh, hang tight. You don't hear us chomping, do you? Karen Karen has a big bowl of uh, Halloween candy here, and occasionally we're noshing on it. So I'm we're, trying if we're, to step back when I eat. Yep. Just send emails if you're annoyed by our chomping. Because nothing is more annoying on a podcast than when someone eats. Yeah. Every, every time I, every, if I'm listening to a podcast and someone either starts eating or finishes eating or whatever, even if they're just coming... I'll turn right off. I can't. That's too close. It's too much fidelity on your, your gum yeah. slapping. We don't want to be in the mouth. <laughs> I just want to audition for Carl's Jr. commercials. All right. Ah! Hey, we're back with this week's special guest, one of those vloggers who's become quite a YouTube personality to the tune of over 250,000 subscribers and 25 wow. plus million views. You can see her daily video at youtube.com slash Kate in real life. We have Kate Elliott with us, everybody. Hey, An internet on. sensation, I think we could say. Oh, goodness. Quite. Yeah, I think you qualify. Oh, now, you post you, a video every day? I used to, actually. I did yeah. three days straight every uh, three days straight every day for three years straight. It was exhausting. No days off. I had yeah, to right. film the whole day, edit it, upload it. Yes. You didn't just when do you don't a, have internet. You didn't just do a one take on the webcam and then post it, no, right? You would do no, a no, whole production. Film the whole day, absolutely. A lot of a lot of interesting things happened when I moved to America, so I thought it would be important to document it. Some people call it the land of opportunity. Yes. <laughs> just saying. When did you when did you start? When did I start? When you videos? moved to America? Yeah. Um, I actually started videos when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I had a free day. That's what a lot of ladies say. Yeah, you know, just trying <laughs> to make some extra money. <laughs> oh. But uh, that was back in 2006, before there was like there was before YouTube was really big. Even yeah. um, at one point, I managed to be third most subscribed in the world, and that just shows how long ago that actually was. Wow. Um, and I started with sketch comedy, and you know, it was just for fun. But then people said it was like cheering them up and making them laugh and I'm like well that's perfect I love bringing joy joy and happiness to the table so I kept doing it and here I am eight years later do you think you've kept some of your audience from 2006 till now? I have, you have actually. Like, wow. Yeah, they're kind of like family. You're, you're a regular Homestar runner. <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> oh, zing, take that <laughs> Homestar runner. I was trying to make a reference. So to the somebody internet. got that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what that was until you had mentioned oh, yeah, it before either. Homestar runner. Homestar Big YouTube runner. Uh, show. I give credit to a friend who told me in like 2003, hey, check this out, when there was barely an internet. You know, yeah. like the internet was not all that usable in like no. the early 2000s. Images loaded inch by inch. Yeah, yeah. Someone pointed me to this, like, oh, this is a great thing. So it's been going forever, but it's this, I don't know, look it up. It's Strong Bad Emails. That's the that's Strong the, Bad Have you heard of Strong Bad? They have a Mexican luchador, and he reads his emails that people send to him. <laughs> wow. <funny>. I think <laughs> Homestar has actually come back. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, coming back. So, so. Now, as a movie guy, I was excited to see your Hunger Games spoofs on there. Oh, Ooh. thank she you. She plays uh, Katniss running around the woods, uh, <laughs> doing very poor... 
Katnessy type things. What <laughs> yeah. if Katniss wasn't great at everything? Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. That was a. There was one scene where. Uh, do you know in the in the book Katniss ties herself to the tree in the arena so she doesn't fall off? Well, I I was in a sleeping bag and I tied myself to a tree and fell off the branch. That was very painful. Uh, oh. I didn't expect it to suck as much as it actually did. <laughs> yeah, what height did you fall from? Um, it wasn't that far, but bear in mind I was I was cinched mm. through the waist to a branch. I'm just hanging there like an upside down V. Yeah. Very very elegant in there. Hey, the things you do for a laugh. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Right? We we can get behind that. Yeah, we can get behind that. <laughs> Yeah. What other movie spoofs have you done that we should go and find? Um, I think that, that one was one's right on the my, homepage, my yeah. favorite one. Um, I do spoof a lot of uh, topical stuff. And bear in mind, some of it's a little older, so it's kind of older topical stuff. But that was really my movie parody because I read the books and I loved the books. And I actually put the parody out before the movie came out. So there's a lot of book humor in there, too, for us real nerds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I won't go into how much I was disappointed by the first Hunger Games because I uh, love the people in it. But I just I wasn't OK with the way that they adapted. The second one was way better. I haven't seen that yet because I was OK with the first one. But it didn't like say, oh, I can't. I mean, I have to know what happens next. Like right. when we watch an episode of Walking Dead or something, you got to know what happens next. This movie came out. I'm like, I, I could see or not see the <laughs> next one. It's all the hard hitting uh, futuristic sci fi I'd expect from the director of Seabiscuit. Right. Isn't yeah. Really. It is? Pleasantville. <laughs> right. It's Gary Ross. But they got a new guy. They Get the I Am Legend guy for the second movie, but oh, still haven't seen it. But uh, no, no, I'm bad. No, it's but good. You should, you well, should this came out on Netflix, so I'll probably watch it before they put the third one out, which is now split into two books. Good uh, idea, yeah. bad idea. I'm not sure about that. Um, I don't feel like maybe enough happened in the third book to be able to split it into two, but they managed to do it with Harry Potter, kind of. So. Yeah. And well, they did it with Lord, have to see. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the oh, Hobbit. Yeah. Hobbit. Yeah. Three movies. Hobbit, yeah. Now, and the question I always ask is, you know, you can sit there and go, well, it's so weird. It's like they're making two and there should be one. But if each of these things makes a billion dollars, how many would you make? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. You I got, think, you I think do that's... Two. You got to split it up. We can yeah. give them the logic there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, for your all your hard work on YouTube, what are the benefits of it? Because if you're that early on, you're, you're probably rewarded by YouTube for all of your hard work. No? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, um, back in the day, um, they used to feature a lot of us original content creators on the front page to help us out and stuff like that. And then when monetize monetization <laughs> came out, you know, there was, a, there was a reward. And a lot of people have made a career out of it and they live their lives and pay their bills by making YouTube videos. But you do have to stay on top of it. You have to work just as hard as every other person. And I think that's kind of overlooked. I mean, you guys will appreciate how much work goes into this. We do show every week. But we see yeah. just a little bit, you know? Yeah. We get most of our hits on iTunes because a you know, 90-minute show isn't quite so YouTube-friendly. Do you find that you have to do your keep them short oh, as possible definitely, definitely time limits i find for a sketch comedy you want to be around two three minutes but if you're doing vlogs which is a diary of your daily life you want to aim around 10 because people get upset if they don't get enough of you which is really adorable but really uh, like never or scary. is that adorable yes. <laughs> <laughs> if they look yeah. like jake gyllenhaal and nightcrawler mm. different story <laughs> yeah. never had that problem that's a nice skull I'm just, wondering. Soup bowl. I'm just gonna throw <laughs> but jake, get a whole, whole can a of skull. cream of mushroom in that one <laughs> sorry I didn't want to walk all over that skull <laughs> joke. Walk away. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, um, to look at Kate, and she's young and charming and cute and all like tight and it's perky. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd want to watch a daily blog of like a guy who's 45. Yeah, you, know, you don't have like laundry behind you, do you? Yeah. You're, <laughs> like you, like picture basement. this. It's a guy who's about 300 pounds. He's like lives in his mom's basement. I don't want to watch him with his shirt off doing his laundry. Talking about Magic the Gathering. Yeah. yeah. Super echoey. Kate? Oh, I just got the Halloween 6 DVD. <laughs> Kate, do you do yours without your shirt on? 
Oh, all the time. See? That's how it Secret to success. Add one viewer. Lee, you going to join this internet like the rest of us now? Immediately. Now, Adam asked if you hung on to all of your viewers since 06, but at one point you had... A uh, hacker or something like that, That's right? Correct. Or how did that all go down? And, and what's and it how did you recover? Hacked? Oh what do you mean? gosh! Well, basically, what happened was I moved into um, a, a, a apartment in the middle of Hollywood, so I should have really expected crazy things to happen. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, have you walked really? the streets? Did you walk the wow. streets first? <laughs> yes, I did with my little skirt and boots. Um, no, <laughs> what happened was someone managed to come through my Wi-Fi, and then they keylogged me. So pretty much every account that I logged into for about a month, I woke up one day and it was all deleted. Like my Gmail, my Twitter, my Facebook, my YouTube accounts, and I'm still trying to get uh, some of that back. Try and you know build it back up. I managed to get my Facebook and my Twitter back, but I'm still working on building up my audience again because obviously everything disappeared. And there was no explanation. And I didn't know what to say because I was baffled. I had no idea. So the guy didn't even steal anything. Really just deleted it. He's being a prick. I guess I guess wow. they were bored That's and really smart. I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. I would think that they'd want to like at least grab your subscribers or, or something. At least have a personal vendetta or something. Yeah. But no, I had no idea. Just or, damaging for no reason. Or it might yeah. be fun to just get a short spiky wig and start doing stuff and like if Lee decided to pretend to be you and start doing stuff and loading my it up. Cater hair, yeah. Yeah. My cater hair? Yeah. Awesome. Got a new vlog today, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stay with me since 06. And I am taking my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I thought he would do. The guy hacks it and he starts doing his own yeah. your, uh, vlogging yeah. and, and all of a sudden you start being posted as this uh, big fat guy. Was, yeah. uh, <laughs> that would be terrifying and amusing and probably a little bit better than what actually yeah, happened. I know. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be a cooler story. <laughs> Hat and Pending. What a great yeah. movie idea. He starts <laughs> typing on your on your on your Hat blog. Had a terrible day. Ha ha ha. That'll show her. I yeah. think she had a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought of the next beat too. Oh, we'll talk. What about is it? What is it? What is I it? I have a movie idea okay. from that. I'm not telling. Go ahead. Pat and Pending. <laughs> Say Pat and Pending. Yeah, you can tell us what the story is. <laughs> no, oh. no. You have proof that you've recorded it now oh, on this date. Yeah. And then the next uh, act of the movie is now. You know, we have lovely Kate and then the creepy guy making videos, <laughs> which is awesomely funny. I could, I'm thinking Seth Rogen. And then. <laughs> She's already casting. I'm casting. He's put some and weight then, back on, sure. Right? Wait, wait. Kate's part's played by Seth Rogen? No. Oh. Right. It is once. He gets her oh, vlog. Okay. And so then he starts doing it. And then she wants to communicate with him, but doesn't know how to reach out to him. So she starts a, vlo a vlog to In talk to him. To it. Yeah. yeah. She starts oh leaving comments goodness. on her own vlog. And, yeah. and like trying to figure out who he is. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. And the whole time. They're neighbors in the same apartment building. Exactly. Yeah, and, they have to be. And yeah. he like will run into her in the elevator and try to. Where's <laughs> <laughs> it going, Kate? I'm pretty good. This gets full on like mm -hmm. Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs type yeah. guy, right? <laughs> put the lotion in the basket. I'd be pretty stoked if Seth Rogen started posting on my channel. Can I just put that out there? Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'd love to get him in here. So that's out there, Seth. Help us out, will you? So is our Bill Murray sign. So if you hear a knock, it's probably just Bill Murray. <laughs> Uh, so let's ask you what we ask everyone who comes on this show. Yes. What is your favorite movie of all time? Well, I'm still carrying these through from my childhood, so oh, bear that in please. mind before so you judge me. Okay. So do I. Right. I, go on about, right, I go on about Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, that's oh, my no, favorite. Oh, that's fantastic. That's carried Absolutely. well over. Yeah. I don't know if this yeah, is going to go Wars. down so well here. My two favorite that have been my favorites ever since I was little, ever since I was, you know, a natural blonde, um, <laughs> <laughs> is Fifth Element. Oh. Love it. Absolutely Mars. love it. The costuming, the yeah. acting, the script. It's just great fun. That gets brought up a lot in here. I yeah. love it's, it. I, I'm, I'm surprised Charlie's how many one people. one of his favorite movies. But it's actually, that movie, it holds up because it's it's a very, you know, it's set in its own world. 
But I, I've enjoyed that a lot more than I did the first couple times I saw it because it's been played for me in the room mm-hmm. I'm in a right. lot. And then you're like, okay, it's pretty good. Yeah. And the music, what? the soundtrack. We were just enjoying it's killing the me. fact that she was little when that movie came out. I was like out. 30 <laughs> when that movie came out. Oh, God, this hurts. Like, what? <laughs> what year did it actually come out? Was it like 95 or something? No. Around there? Oh, I was. No. Is that his first movie after The Professional? It was 90 something. Uh, I'm going to say 94. Oh my, okay, yeah, no. No, can't be. I wasn't that little, was I? I don't know. I you look like you're 12 now. <laughs> I can't imagine. No, not 94. Uh, <laughs> Which was a compliment. I'm a creepy 12. Like, like, a, you know, like an intelligent, intelligent 12. Vlogging <laughs> 12. Vlogs, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm ahead in my club. Look for Lee to be vlogging from <laughs> Kate in real life very soon. <laughs> 97. You're probably right about that. Okay. I, I don't know 98. why that sounds right. I don't know. Uh, 97, 98. The internet will bring it up I'm going to say 97. But I love the opera scene. Flava Laguna's song? Yeah, and and there's a whole sequence with this space opera. uh, Literally a space (laughs) opera, the the blue girl. And it's a really cool sounding song. And there's all these. You know, whenever people go to the arts in sci fi, sci fi movies just suck, right? Because they always envision, like like in Star Wars Episode 2, they they have this conversation and they're at some like Cirque du Soleil of space and it's (laughs) just like some nonsense going on. And you're just like, nobody would go to that. But like that girl's so great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And there's a whole sequence going on during that it cuts and in and that, out of that am i the only that. person who who agrees that this is the only song that i like with autotune oh well that never i'll, go, I'll, I'll get, i don't I'll even know what that. you're talking about i'm gonna go with you on that <laughs> i don't like autotune <laughs> it's great it's fantastic she goes all electrical and computer yeah it's like futuristic in the yeah. in the future you should have autotune to make it sound like the Which star is also trek an alien. or whatever <laughs> yeah. so that is, helps being an alien but is 17 years later the future i guess we're we're there aren't we <laughs> yeah, when did they say it was like it was 97 i just looked it up by the way so when yeah. did they say the movie took place though is what oh yeah i'm not sure 2012 <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably 2008 is bruce willis in that yes absolutely he's full on it's fantastic in, in that, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean between the the characters of like Corbin Dallas, that's his name. Mm-hmm. There's a name oh, for Oh, is you. it really? That's Corbin Dallas. <laughs> oh, that was a great and, name. Uh, and uh, Mila Jovovich. Is, Lilu Dallas. Yeah, Lilu, <laughs> Lilu Dallas. Lilu. I mean, I don't know. All these things have become things that people remember and refer to, and you'll see someone dressed Lilu like Dallas, Lilu. Lilu Dallas, multipass. Yeah, multipass. Multipass. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary Oldman Pass. is awesome in that oh, movie, and you forget he's in it until he sh- and shows up. And, and I'm you're always, like, oh my god! I'm always enjoying it, and then all of a sudden, it's a Gary Oldman movie for the time he's on screen. <laughs> yeah. His character kind of takes it over. Wonderful. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, but no one's talked about Ian Holm and Chris Tucker. That's because they're horribly bad in it. But anyway. <laughs> oh no! Such Chris is my Tucker opinion. with his squeaky. Oh, uh, well, when I was doing, a kid, a pr- that doing his Prince thing. Yeah. Oh, that was well, great. I gotta say after. Like that was, I guess I'd seen him in Friday. I guess he'd been in Friday before that, but I didn't really know much about Chris Tucker. So that character does come from the from, from the left field, and it <laughs> bugged me the first time I saw it. But then after that, I'm like, here's Chris Tucker in a bunch of other movies. So then I went back and watched it. And now it's fine. Cause I'm like, I know who Chris yeah, Tucker is. Right. You know, like, I'll see. First time I saw it, I was like, what is going on? And why is he still talking? <laughs> that is one of, the, I, again, I don't like that movie as much as you guys, but I would give it another mm-hmm. day in court. Because, oh, you should. Yeah. Yeah, it gets better each time. Yeah, because, I mean, the visuals are amazing. Yeah, it's its own world, too. It just, it really it doesn't, like, intersect with any other sci-fi movie, really. Like yeah, I agree. In, in, no, in no quadrant so does different. he go, oh, well, that's a little like this, or that's a little yeah, like that. Yeah, not at all. I think that's yeah. one of the reasons I like it. It's very unique. Yeah. Yeah, and the costume costume design is incredible. It is. I mean, it's Luke Besson when he was a good director. Yeah. And now, you know. Did you have that, another one? That's that the you, last one, I think. Yeah. Did you have another movie that you were mentioning? This is going even further back in time, oh, yeah, I think. Ooh, to the early 90s. Yeah, Disney's Hercules. 
love that's it. the same year. The humor in that that's is the same fantastic. Year. James Woods. Oh, it's it was the same year. Mm-hmm. Wow, oh, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said from your youth, so this yeah. obviously was yeah. a good year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. That, yeah, that was that one didn't get quite the, as much love uh, creatively as as the other movies that had. Mm-hmm. That was Alan Menken, I think, as well, who did the music for that. Yeah, he, he won all the Oscars for Lion King and oh no, the Lion King, sorry, for Beauty and the Beast and for Little Mermaid and. Uh, what else did he do? Is that, is that it? He uh, won like a hundred. Well, he's he, well, because he would horse. win for Squall. Yeah, he oh. won Tonys and stuff too. But, um, and and that was great music as well. Yeah, I love the music in that. I sing that in the shower all the time. Yeah, for some reason, it doesn't <laughs> get remembered as much as like Beauty and the Beast. You should. That would make a great vlog. Yeah, <laughs> have you? You would get that? a lot of hits I'm singing sure. that in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done this twice on the show already. You've sang. You seem like you have a really good voice. Yeah, yeah, so you, you do. Do you fancy yourself? A oh, I'd, I'd love to. I've never taken a lesson, but that'd be what? fun. I do love singing in the shower all the time. Because it comes from the heart. From, from the soul. Can you, from the can you heart. sing a little Jurassic Park for us? You were singing that before. <laughs> this, a lot of people don't know this. That's what I was, yeah, I heard that. And I'm like, this <laughs> how do the lyrics go, Adam? <laughs> yeah. How the lyrics you have a better go? voice than I do. Oh. They are dinosaurs. Yeah. They are big and scary. Ready? Go. <laughs> There are dinosaurs, they are big and mad, they will eat your face, blah, 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 blah. stand really still, then he won't see you, unless she you're the on verse. the toilet. Ah, <laughs> wonderful. Wow. There you go, Adam. She knew all the lyrics. Hey, next time you do birthdays and someone from Jurassic Park's in it, can we go out on that song? <laughs> Yes, that has to happen. <laughs> that is wonderful. Now you had a uh, uh, upbringing in the army, right? Because kind although of, you, sort of, w- sort of. My dad was American Air Force, and oh. my mother was English, and he was posted in England. They met, fell in love. Oh. I came up and surprised them. <laughs> While they were here or there? Uh, in America, I believe. Yeah, yeah I was born in America uh, on the East Coast, and then when I was two years old, moved back to England for school because you start school in England when you're four. And in America, it's six. So mm. they were like, oh, let's just go over here. Free healthcare, Yeah. <laughs> Rain all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I grew up there for 20 years. And then I came back to America. I found my way to California. And did they move you around a bunch when you were uh, young? I moved around a lot. I've moved around a lot more recently, actually. I moved around quite a few times when I was a kid. There was a spot where I lived in the same house for like 10 years, which was amazing. Mm. Because I've moved seven times in the last three years, and I don't even know how that works out. Well, first of all, you had to get away from the Wi-Fi creep, right? That's yeah, oh, that was, that was yeah, an immediate, yeah. yeah. That was a get me out of here, I don't know what's happening. Is this real life? Yeah. So, the real question is, how does that affect your movie going as a kid? When you're moving around like that, do you see a lot of movies in well, other Hercules countries and stuff? Well, was the first movie I actually saw in the cinema. Oh. And I remember, that was my first trip to a cinema. Um, I'm, I loved movies. I actually was a total loser when I was a kid. It's hard to believe now. It's very easy to believe. Um, and I used to sit at home and just watch movies all the time. I never got into music. I just watched movies nonstop. I even have them on in the background these days. It's, oh, it's, uh, that's, that, that's a fun thing. I used that's to do a great that too. Soundtrack. I come home and put on a, yeah. just a, a, a wallpaper movie. Like I'm yeah. not watching it. I'm doing dishes. I'm walking around doing sort of stuff. But it's What's feeding your wallpaper you the movie? good vibes. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, comedies are really good. Yeah. I actually, I went back to... This is, I even judge myself for this. I went back to Freaky Friday uh, sure. the other day, and Mean Girls is amazing. I'm not even going to excuse myself from that. The it's writing just was comforting great. I, I, I do need to interject yeah. real quickly. Yes. Um, 
my guess is your Freaky Friday isn't quite my Freaky Friday, or is it the same Freaky Friday? Does it have Jodie Foster in it? Or does no? no it's yeah, it's okay. the other one. Yeah, it's the Jamie Lee Curtis one, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, not yes. the Jodie Foster one. Okay, you <laughs> do know that it existed before. No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh wait, yes, I did yeah. actually. It was a remake. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did uh, know that. That girl the from Contact. Of my memory. That <laughs> <laughs> girl from Contact. Girl from Elysium. She's a. It's yeah. funny you have a, a you have a memory of a Disney movie from when you were a kid, Hercules, because I have a memory of a Disney movie when I was. A kid, the Her- sword and the sorcerer <laughs> oh. with Lee Horsley, sword in the stone, or sword in the stone. stone. I blew that joke. Well, I just love that the we, point both is have, we both have Freaky Friday memories, and they're completely different yeah, movies. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I love Freaky both Friday. Both when we were kids, we both watched Freaky Friday, and that explains why they remake movies. I think because whenever people come right? up and that's the first version Absolutely. they see, they think it's they have an ownership of it. So I doubt that kids would go back and watch that one on purpose. Oh, if they present not, no. it to yeah. them whenever they go to the theater and they're like, this is the first movie I saw in the theater, then they love it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the beef against remaking movies is the other one supposedly gets lost in a yeah. way because a new generation will just like this movie. But I, I would say that that other movie might get lost anyway just because it's you know 50 years old or whatever now. Might it's be a case-by-case case basis because no one's going to the Vince Vaughn Psycho, I don't think, when they no, want to watch you're Psycho. Right. <laughs> you're right. You're what? right. Very case-by-case. Yeah. Case. Vince Vaughn? Did yeah, Psycho remake. Yeah. That's the right see? reaction. He what? made a remake of see? Psycho. Good look. You've seen the original one? from The Lost World. They remade it. Well, they were talking, I I heard today they were discussing about Robert De Niro and how maybe, I don't know if you you are classified as this generation or this generation doesn't know Taxi Driver, doesn't know Mean Streets. They just go, he's from the Fockers. (laughs) So great about this guy. That's definitely case by case because cool people know he's from Taxi Driver. Yeah, Yeah, and Goodfellas. That that one, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Nobody's forgetting Goodfellas because he was in Rocky Rocky and Bullwinkle. (laughs) Like, even if you're, like, nine right now, you're like, Goodfellas, that's where it's at. Well, this is the season to talk about horror movies. What's the scariest movie you ever saw? Oh, gosh. Well, the first thing that pops to it's, mind It seems like you just got scared sorry, just I now. did just <laughs> a little bit. I just jumped out of my seat. She just thought um, of it. <laughs> there are two memories I have for scary movies. Um, I haven't seen anything really recently that really scared me, but I think I tried to desensitize myself because I used to be a total pansy. When I was a kid, I wasn't even allowed to watch Goosebumps. So I have no idea. <laughs> like on your own arm? Or was there a show uh, called? There was a, there, show there was a oh, kid's okay. show called Goosebumps. They told scary ah, they're stories. On me. Oh, my God, they're back. <laughs> are these little people under my skin? Um, no, the, the the first thing that I saw that really scared me, I was young and I was flipping through the channels and I came across Starship Troopers and I'd never seen anything uh. gory before and I couldn't stop watching, but there were many nightmares that followed that. There's a lot of comedy in that though that didn't <laughs> calm down the scares and think, sort of even I things out for you. I think may I actually tune right into the middle in the, the gore and the guts, which I'd, I'd never even seen Because then Doogie Howser shows up and you're supposed to go, oh, well, we can breathe now. I think I need to watch <laughs> it again, really. Yeah, I don't think that comedy would play to someone young. That would play just as straight yeah. horror and, you know, it's like, I think we're like the, a little more the RoboCop generation. Like, you know, we, we knew the sort of humor of, of, huh? I love RoboCop. It's wonderful. Isn't it? Okay, there were two of those too. Okay, the remake so. is worthwhile as well. Yeah. yeah. It's got Michael Keaton in it. That no, could be bad. That, that much is good. <laughs> give it that much. What was the other scary movie you were going to make? The other one I saw, um, it was the first horror movie I ever saw in the cinema. And it was The Grudge. And I've been Ooh. terrified of sticking my head in attics ever since. Oh. As you should be. Attics are Without scary movies, place. I was afraid. As <laughs> yes. as well. right? We had a scary attic. Yeah. Oh my God, we have a scary attic. I actually slept on the couch for two weeks after that because I was too afraid to be alone in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. My whole house slept with the lights on 
for a week or two after Nightmare on Elm Street. That yeah. scared everybody. Oh. I mean, everybody actually slept with the lights on for a couple weeks. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I think I might have brought this up before, but it's, it bears repeating. Would you call Jaws a horror film? Not really. No. I wouldn't. Because, yeah. I mean, there's no movie I think that's had a bigger effect on people. Other people it's a for summer 30 fun years movie. plus yeah. who right. can't go in the water. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. I totally feel that. I mean, for sure. I mean it, it is a horror movie. What an amazing feat to, to keep people from swimming. Years. I think yeah. I know yeah. the trick, though. Or it's showering for Psycho. Right. It's because <laughs> in Jaws, the idea is you go in the water and then the shark eats you. In life, the idea is you go in the water <laughs> the and a shark eats you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, is that why I, that works? I think that works. <laughs> I'm like, um, I like they're, get an old yeah. doll and it comes to life and it tries to do satanic it's stuff. It's not like they're triffids and Dracula's yeah. and stuff. I'm yeah, just right. saying. Yeah, the thing is, I love being in the ocean. It's so great, the waves and all that sort of stuff. It's just it really, it's fun being it out in the ocean. It is someone's home. And it's, so, <laughs> and it's so much unknown. And, and it's like all the fun is canceled out by a constant reworking of the statistics of the chances that there is a shark out here. Yeah. But my brain is only full of that while I'm out in the ocean. I'm yeah. like, nope, the chances are, nope, this is the deepest one. Okay, go to this person. They would eat them first. And I just constantly <laughs> doing calculations. Just I can out swim by that the one. children in the fat yeah. Oh, I go, I go close to other people. I'm like, look, there's a bunch of us, somebody, you know, the first person, the first, the furthest person out, they're going to get it first. I, you don't have to swim fast. You just have to swim faster than the other guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I dealt with that once when I was scuba diving in, in, uh, or not scuba, so just snorkeling in somewhere where we were on a cruise. Yeah. And we were out swimming. It was me and my friend Steve. And we looked and we saw a sea dragon. You know, the kind in those old maps that kind of wind in and out of the water with a ship in their mouth? Uh-huh. It was a barracuda, but it was big. Wow. Uh-huh. And so we were like, ah, and, he, and he's kind of got, you know, those eyes that kind of look at you. Jake you know, eyes. Because he's got a long <laughs> snout, you can only see one eye, but then the eye would just go. <laughs> and, and look right at you internally. We, 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 we were like, <laughs> and we swam back like maniacs. Like, <laughs> and then when we got to the shore and we look around, there's an old lady just kind of wading in the water, going, heading <laughs> on the top of the water. And we just felt like the biggest wussies in the world. Because she doesn't even, no, doesn't have any clue. I don't think the barracuda moved. He looked yeah. at us and went, assholes. <laughs> you know, and then off we went. So. Barracuda is scary looking. Very scary creature. Yeah. Yeah, especially. It's all teeth. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like a dog on a chain. He's just there at any second. He could go. Blub, blub, blub. And it's like the beginning of Finding Nemo, and he's right in your face in like two seconds. He'll go, yeah, what? Right. Can you do that again? That was great. <laughs> like he just That's going to be a new sound effect. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be out of there's the no, trailer. There's no, there's no friction keeping him from you. No. Like yeah. a dog has fact, to like hit the ground yeah. and move its body and fight gravity. He has all the benefit. Yeah. We have to do all that in the water too. Like we don't know what to do with the water. And he's like, I do this shit every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, by the way, Barracuda is on Netflix Instant. Ah, the movie Barracuda. It. Yeah, so if you want a cheesy... Uh, Tell me that came out in like Jaws 80, uh, 77 what, or something, like what, right after Jaws. What is right? two years after Jaws? Yeah, yeah that's the year it came out. <laughs> All right, and we can talk movies until the end of time, but um, <laughs> it's also important to check in on what the public thinks. Right. Right? Yes. So from time to time, we like to present legitimate, ripped-from-the-internet quotes and thoughts about what's in theaters in a little something we call YouTube Movie Review. Now, with YouTube Movie Review, we check out actual comments you've posted after watching the trailers for this weekend's films on YouTube. So, what did you make of Nightcrawler? You're smart, observant, and articulate, so let's get to it. Clyde NG wonders, is this the same Nightcrawler from X-Men? Interesting comment to leave after you've seen the trailer. (laughs) What else do we have? Fairfax Ollie adds, 
where's the blue dude that teleports? Apparently Clyde isn't the only confused viewer out there, with only Fairhouse Ollie proving himself more confused. Having typed, where's the dude, blue dude that teleports on two different YouTube pages <laughs> showing the trailer. Just not working on this one. Grindhouse Gaming posits, on one hand, I'm disappointed this isn't an X-Man movie. On the other hand, I'm fucking glad that Jake Gyllenhaal isn't playing Nightcrawler. <laughs> All right, here we go. The Kaiser 45, one of my favorite Kaisers. <laughs> he goes one further with his insight into the career of Jake Gyllenhaal, saying, Too bad that Jake Gyllenhaal will only be known as the guy who pretended to get butt-fucked by Heath Ledger. <laughs> this movie will suck. <laughs> Insightful. Yeah, he wasn't pretending. Clearly, this tough-as-nail <laughs> story about dangerous L.A. journalism is intriguing viewers. What else do they have to say? <laughs> Uh, uh, Locus E says, in all caps, by the way, why you no turn blue? Fuck you. <laughs> or not. All right. Well, at least uh, XPD15 changed the subject and asked, what is the name of the soundtrack? <laughs> Which it turns out is asked on every movie trailer ever, ever made. So that's that. And it's true. You look at all the trailer. Uh, uh, what's that song? Yeah. What's that song? Who did that song? What's that music by? And it's, of course, it's never asked correctly, like, what is the name of the artist that recorded that song? Yeah. It's always, <laughs> who, that who made that by? soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> who did that? Who did that? Yeah. This who song from Metal Gear? That? It's all it's all <laughs> always asked on every single one. I don't even know. But they're already sitting at the internet. Couldn't they just look yeah. it up? Uh, Why you gonna put it to us? Oh my god. What am I gonna what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go and Google find it. out. God, yeah. you cut right through that. You're right. <laughs> You're already yeah. on the internet. <laughs> I never, how do I find this out? I never quite thought of how stupid most I of the questions now? are. <laughs> I, I'm going to start going on there and just typing in, try the internet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but there's whole dialogues, you know, like after a while it's like, stupid oh, fanboys creaming in your jeans, this is not X-Men, you could tell right away, and if you knew anything about comic books, you would know the development state uh, of the current Nightcrawler movie, you know, like it's yeah, just, yeah, and then, arguments. all caps, like you said, if they're you just crazy. you keep going down that wormhole of YouTube uh, comments, like for the Nightcrawler, eventually you're talking about truck tires. Like, I don't know how they end up on like, these tangential conversations, yeah. but they completely veer off subject. So if actually the guy who got onto your blog, your vlog, it's him in yeah. his basement <laughs> writing these comments. Yeah, you might want to look into, All the same uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's into Fairfaus Ollie and uh, the Kaiser 45. The Kaiser look into 45 took over your account. <laughs> yeah, make sure that they're not the ones. All right, well, listen, it's the last show of the month, so once again, let's bust open the Movie Guys time capsule Ooh. with a look back at what was making news 27 years ago. Here we go. <laughs> 27 years ago. Oh, remember what was going on then, Kate? No. Oh, God, that's <laughs> more and more painful. That's October 1987, and Gracing, Gracing the cover of Premiere Magazine, pulled the from the Premiere archives here in the Admirals Club is none other than Diane Keaton. Ooh. Wow. Oh, baby boom. We did a lot of Michael oh, Keaton talk. Maybe we should talk about With uh, uh, Harold Ramis. Oh, really? I, I would see Baby it. Boom again because Harold Ramis is in it, and I never paid that much attention because mm -hmm. I couldn't, at the time, Harold Ramis wasn't dead. Right. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'll watch him do anything. <laughs> he plays her husband. She's, it, it, it's a classic 80s sort of trope that is dealt with in this movie where she's going to go work. She's going to have a kid, yet be a, a working mom. You can't do that. What? This is 1987. Yeah, and Ramis is the husband. So It's good, isn't it? It's one of those rare movies where he's just acting. He's not directing yeah, yeah, or writing. Yeah, that's true. That's another reason I wanted yeah. to rewatch it. He's just being. Yeah. Just being and they had high cover. hopes for it because there's, you know, she's on the cover. So and this was only like the third premiere ever 
I yeah. It was July-August for Dragnet, right? What and are the articles in this one? Uh, well, there is uh, a look at the upcoming sequels. Oh, oh sweet. I can't That's wait. Yes. That will be wow. that they I say are in development because Hollywood's all crazy in 1987 with its sequels. With all the sequels in 87. I bet someone says these sequels are killing Hollywood in 1987, <laughs> right? Here's mm-hmm. they, they say... Uh, you this know, is the reason business is down. They say there's going to be a Gremlins 2 and a Back to the Future 2. No. And an Indiana Jones 3. Um, but then uh, we can look for Blind Date 2. Oh. Never happened. Scheduled to be filmed next year, Bruce Willis and Kim it Basinger are not expected to return. Oh, they're I, not expected. Oh, it did happen. Nor is the whole production enough. team or the director or the studio. <laughs> Wait a minute. The title is expected to return next <laughs> yeah. year. I'm confusing Blind Date with Whole Nine Yards. You are. Which Blind okay. Date's Blind Date's pretty fun. I like Blind Date. Yeah. Blind Date was funny. Blake Edwards, so it's got that and, going And uh, John... Uh, Larroquette. Was hilarious. You son of a bitch! Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> he was brilliant in that. that movie. Oh, he's yeah. hilarious. And that's Bruce Willis's second movie, I believe. That's before Die Hard. I think it... Uh, yes. That like predates he did Die this, Hard, and then there was Maybe like Sunset or something? Sunset. The other Blake oh, the Edwards other movie? Where Sunset with uh, Rockford. Ooh, James There's Garner. Bruce yeah. Willis's very first movie is with Rockford. Ooh. Yeah. You know Rockford Files, Kate. Sure. <laughs> oh, Dragnet. She loves it. Dragnet two. This is like the opposite. Dragnet of, two <laughs> in discussion stage at this oh, point. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's uh, too bad. Dragnet gracing the quite first happen. premiere magazine. Right. Mad Max four. No plans. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. She just doesn't even look like she's smiling. For that. Yeah, that's back when. Okay, we're talking about the cover. <laughs> this about no, this she's, she's got a lot. She's got to work. Like, baby. Oh my this, goodness, my oh, shoe just came oh, off. I'm distracted. Oh, you took the photo. This is back in the day where the cover didn't worry about selling the magazine. And they just yeah, would actually right. put on the person that they're like, oh, Diane Keaton's in this movie. She looks confused. No one ever pays Her hair isn't pension. brushed. She does. I don't even feel like they well, know the photo well, is being well, taken. Exactly. <laughs> she, she's meant to look harried, but look, they've got her back on her heel and kind yeah. of like squatting backwards. It's yeah. a and terrible a child's pose. falling at her. And yeah, it's supposed to. She's supposed to have a tough time with all this <laughs> I guess if you're mommery sta- and working. <laughs> mommery. I guess if you're standing and holding a child, then how can we tell that that's tough? Because everybody looks <laughs> you know, like I that. see that all right. the time. <laughs> she didn't think to do this move where she goes, "I'm flummoxed." Yeah, I'm, uh, what am I gonna do <laughs> with this kid? <laughs> Uh, the prequel to the Star Wars saga won't be out before 1992, according oh. to It will not. <laughs> they stuck to that. Police Academy 5, first draft written. They made it to 7, I think, before they I stopped. I think they did. And then I think 5 was straight to video. Romancing the Stone 3, script finished, shooting scheduled to start by the end of the year. Both Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner are expected to return. Wow. They used to They used to talk about that one all the time. That would come up all the time. Yeah. Did that happen? That no, happen. no, it never happened. <clears throat> and finally... Platoon 2. Come no on. Joke, in discussion oh, stage in 1987. That's it will deal with the Vietnam vets' post war experiences in America. Yeah, in discussion, they were at Cantor's Deli and someone said, Do you want to make this? I don't know. That'd be interesting. I love the, I love this ad right here. This is What is this for, Paul? Oh, the tastiest treats and shrimp on the Barbie. Shrimp on the Barbie. 30 bucks will get you Big a crocodile Dundee on VHS. Oh. <laughs> or beta. Wow. Order now. Yeah. Big reference, shrimp and the Barbie. What year? Wow. What year am I in? <laughs> Here's a they, here they do actor and uh, and artist profiles in a little section called cameos where they talk about editor Mia Goldman and they talk about Joe Mantegna and yeah. Penelope Spheris. Joe Mantegna and Penelope the launch Spheris. of the acting career of Michael Hutchins. Wait, the guy from the... in excess. Oh wow! Ooh. Who then died? Died right from yeah, killed him. Died the way you don't want to. Yeah, died, yeah. died the way you don't want to be found. Oh, he pulled a David Carradine? Yeah. yeah naked yeah. and asphyxiated. Mm-hmm. And what is it called? 
Asphyxiation. Auto erotic. Auto erotic. Why do I know? Auto erotic. Why do you know? Why do I know? Oh, is that a video of yours? Have you vlogged for that? Millions of years. You're getting so many hits. Now we know. That's what our show's missing. We all kind of answer that. Auto erotic asphyxiation. That's awful. Then there's a how how a budget goes berserk. Oh, written by Linda over budget. Uh, well, they just have a, they're calling it Major Sequel 2. They just did a hypothetical movie that ballooned all the way up to $44 million. Oh, oh my God. All you have to do is That's just so have funny. that guy, oh, what movie he was going to make? He was going to make, like... Ouija board? Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, no, 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 he was going to make... Oh, yeah, we the McG, right? The $200 million. Yeah. That, yeah. Shoots and ladders, or whatever he shoots, was going to make. He was going to make yeah. shoots and ladders for $127 million. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll get up to, uh, I think it's 1990 as Die Hard 2. And I remember the Premier Magazine was made a big deal about that. It was like sixty-five million dollar budget or something. And then that was uh, the biggest movie of all, wow. biggest budget of all time was Die Hard Two. Then by Last Action Hero, didn't that beat it? Uh, yeah. in like ninety-four oh, yeah. every, or whenever every that year came out. Was another one. Ninety-three, something like that. What are we at right now for biggest budget? I think they said X Men. This last one was around two hundred and fifty million dollars. Wow. I think they also said the Hobbit trilogy mm. has oh. might might have hit a billion dollars tonight. Oh. But it's three movies. Yes. Yeah. All right, no, it's three true. movies, yeah. but I mean that's that's just that's true. Crazy. That is that's it's been the most expensive filmmaking endeavor. Yeah, crikey. The third one of which comes out. That is worth a crikey. Crikey. That's crikey there worthy. <laughs> All right, and lastly, in the premiere magazine here, Bart, when you say cri- crikey, put yourself so. put yourself in October 1987. All right, and wait. guess who I'm talking about? Oh, cool. Okay. Once in a generation, a gifted actor makes a role his own, and gives life to a motion picture of unquestionable power. From the depths of a gritty prison cell came one man with the guts and courage to change his life and to live his dream. Feel what it's like from the inside. The actor, Nick Nolte. The motion picture is Weeds. Did anyone ever see Weeds? But I was close with the Nick. Yeah, the De Laurentiis group was really ready for you to go and see Weeds. Oh my god, look at Nolte. Look at those eyes. (laughs) Nolte looks like uh, Miami Vice there. He looks like Don Johnson. Yeah. That's a Don Johnson. The weird part is it's a prison story. I don't know why he's wearing the white jacket with the collar up. Why is he dressed like a million dollar wrestler? Like a million dollar man or something? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to prison, but first I'm going to wear this. I'm going to look snazzy doing it. I'm going to wear some white suede (laughs) doing it. My friend Paul loves that movie, though, Weeds. I guess he teaches Shakespeare to... he teaches Shakespeare to a bunch of guys in, in prison. Oh, and he found and comedy that's a real ensues. thing. Yeah. John Hancock, not to be confused with John Lee Hancock, Wackiness. I guess. Tis thou. Anyway, let's, turn, uh, let's close the old uh, movie guy's time capsule. There we go. <laughs> uh, and move right on to... <laughs> what did you see this week? Movies, 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 movies. Karen and I didn't go into a lot of them, so we got stuff to talk about. Anyone else see something this last week that you want to bring up? Uh, I saw, did I talk about Up and Super 8 last week? You talked about Super 8 a little bit. I did talk about Super yeah, 8. You talk about Up. Well, I saw Up without sound, well, <laughs> but you don't need it. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, I saw, so I saw Up and I saw Home Alone this week. These are two jobs I'm working on uh, cutting trailers for these things for uh, some events. And uh, so I watched Home Alone yesterday uh, and... Um, I forgot that Home Alone was a, is a really great movie. I mean, it's it's, it's a good under- movie. Yeah, is that right? The original. Well, here's is. the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, and it, and it just dawned on me, the trailer is all him beating up the criminals, right. the two right. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, uh, at the height of their game. Right. That's that's the height it's of true. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, I think. But um, it, it uh, that's five, like five minutes of the movie. 
The rest of the movie is about what does a kid do when he's on his own? And like all the adult things he does. And Macaulay Culkin is great. And he makes himself food in his kid way. Yeah, all, <laughs> this, all the kids. Shaving and yeah. all that. Yeah. And it's just all this like really fun. And that inter- interaction in the grocery store where she's like, are you here alone? He's like, would I be here alone? Oh, he's so confident. <laughs> and he just, it's, it's um, so, and, and I realized like, because we all know that John Hughes went downhill. There's Baby's Day Out. And, you know, he just started sort yeah, of just Curly like, Sue and all cur- that. Yeah, Curly Sue. And <clears throat> but he didn't direct Home Alone, right? Here's the thing. He did not, but it might be, this is the theory I'm developing and won't put any work into it after we've discussed <laughs> it, but you know how I am with my theories. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're worth stating, not worth like, uh, uh, worth doing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it might be the last true John Hughes movie. And I think once that made a ton of money, that was the end of the Hughes that we know and love from 16 Candles through Ferris Bueller, through Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And, I, and even though Chris Columbus directed it, we all know Chris Columbus... Has no Sailed artistic the ocean blue. Oh, I get oh. confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you're thinking yeah? of the Spanish Is that guy. that Marlon Brando movie? Uh, it's a Marlon Brando <laughs> movie. Oh, that's right. The Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. Um, so uh, Chris Columbus, um, as we know, he has no artistic imprint. Like you can't watch a movie and go, oh, it's clearly a Chris Columbus right. movie. Uh, it's, he, just, he just directs, he just makes scripts happen in front of cameras, basically, <laughs> right? Yeah. So so this is produced in, uh, this is produced and written by, by John Hughes, and it was, you know, he directed Uncle Buck. Yeah. And, and so that's where he discovered Macaulay Culkin. And I really think the grocery store scene is meant to emulate that sort of back and forth. They, they wanted to give him a scene where he goes back and forth with an adult. But when you think about it, John Hughes movies are dumb adults and the kids that have to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And Home Alone has that in in spades. And it, it's and it's like in, uh, in 16 Candles, she's a kid whose birthday is forgotten. She's forgotten by her parents. He's forgotten by his parents. So anyway, I just kept making all these connections. I was like, man, this is like a real... And then, of course, John Candy comes in. Yeah. Absolutely a character from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, if not himself <laughs> from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You know, just all the kookiness with that. I mean, there's so much John Hughes all through this movie, and then he beats up a couple of criminals, which is all everybody remembers from that movie. But the other 90 minutes are fantastic John Hughes exploration of being a kid and, and with dumb adults. Did the warmth work? Like, Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely, because I, you know, I mean, alright, you might say it came from left field after he defends the house. Yeah. But John Hughes sets everything up. This is, again, like, John Hughes at his best writing sets things up at the beginning that continue throughout, so there, there is a lot of lip service paid to, Kevin, you can't take care of yourself and stuff, before they end up leaving him alone and stuff. So that's kind of played out throughout it. But the warmth thing, so he ends up like beating up the villains, and it's a super slapstick, obviously, third act that we all know. But then after that, there's, I forgot about this scene. He wakes up on Christmas morning and goes down like you would on Christmas morning saying, Mom, and she's not there. I mean, that's like... Even though, even though it's like that sort of pathos of him being alone. They, they, I mean, it's a John Hughes movie. They're not going to sit there and go, it's so lonely. It's not Werner Herzog directing. <laughs> Werner Herzog's Home Alone would have him being <laughs> saying, I am alone. I am alone. There is nobody here for me. It is just me. But are we not all alone? But are we not all alone? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Werner Herzog's Home Alone. But anyway, um, so I, I... I think that the house is a character in that movie because I grew up in a one-story house with only like two or three rooms. Yeah. So when I would watch that movie and he would go up and down the stairs, yeah. Yeah. to me that was like a big deal. It's a big I, adventure. I didn't have a house like that. And then it was all these rooms upstairs. Which it's a giant like, house, yeah. Like this. It was like being a voyeur into this beautiful house on the north side of Chicago. Well, and I never thought of that 
that too. That house is an obstacle. You know, yeah. the, the villains, uh, like the, the fact that he's, if he was uh, a kid alone in a small house, Not that's a whole same. different movie, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. The villains can go upstairs and downstairs. And, and then you can drop stuff house. from upstairs onto villains' heads. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that in one story. <laughs> you can't do it in the old schoolhouse no. converted to the end. You see anything, Kate? Yeah, I've been trying to remember this whole time the name of the actors in it or the name of the movie. Macaulay Culkin. Could, thank you. Uh, <laughs> That's why we're totally here, Kate. kill the conversation. Uh, okay, uh, so it was Woody and his lady, and he was acting in it, and he was put in a pod, and he was frozen, and then he woke up in the future. Woody Allen? Yeah. That's yeah. the, oh, that movie's that's hilarious. So good. My dad showed it to me. He's been trying to get me to watch movies like that for a long time. I'm like, Dad, I don't want to pay that books. He tried to make me watch Star Wars when I was really young, and I was too young to appreciate right. it. But I saw Sleeper, yeah. and it was just fantastic. When he fights the pudding with a broom. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> he fights a giant ball of pudding yeah. with a broom. That, oh that alone God, should get you to go and see it. Amazing. Oh, Old Woody Allen, man. Oh, Woody bananas, Allen, thank you. Yeah. Bananas, Sleeper. Everything you want Take to the money and sex. run. Take the money when he, and run. When he carves a gun out of soap and he goes to rob somebody and it rains and he's got like a handful <laughs> of suds. And he was he was the uh, what is it the giant cello in the marching band? So you have to keep walking and putting the chair down and playing a <laughs> yes. while the whole band's marching. <laughs> that was the best. The sex chamber, right in Sleeper, when yeah. you just go in by yourself yeah. and you come out with a big smile on your face. Yeah. Future sex. Is that the orgasmatron? Orgasmatron. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's totally like a '70s, like you know, a, the free slapstick. love, making fun of all the stuff, and yeah, yeah and the smoking good for you now. Great movie, I'm glad oh, you brought yeah, that Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I kind of grew up on that movie. I watched that a lot. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Karen and I saw a movie called Pride. Pride. You guys are seeing some obscure movies, indie what's, what's stuff. Pride? Yeah, that's a, a little more that's indie, cool. but it's uh, getting a wider release. I think it's going to be tricky. I don't think you're going to find it in Middle America so much because it's about gay people. So, sadly, I think that that won't make Just it to the all of theaters. the cineplexes. <laughs> However, it's a fantastic movie about acceptance and learning about um, your fellow man and not being a big, giant asshole. So, I, <laughs> s- I say everyone go out and see it. The big, giant the- assholes are played by, um, or are represented in the film as this miners' union. In 1984, Margaret Thatcher was really coming down on them. And the gay and lesbian movement saw them and said, hey, you know what? The government's coming down on us just like they're coming down on them. We should go support the miners. So, then and, they show and- up. This like 20- a bunch of gays and lesbians yeah. at a blue-collar miners thing, and the miners are like, "Who the hell are you guys? No, we're supporting you." So it was the whole dynamic. And of that they were so um, they had been striking for so long, and all of their resources had dwindled, and they were getting no support from the government, obviously. And so they needed to take the money and the handout and the food from the um, gay and lesbian alliance, and so they had to come to terms with the fact that these people were helping them and they needed to feed their children but there's a lot of learning that goes on once you start realizing you need to put your um ideals away so that you can take care of your family and then you go these are just great people who dance well (laughs) so then they all learn to like each other and you cry happy tears and then at the end things get reversed and you just cry again and you're like yeah this is i saw amazing. some stuff coming still work down there. i didn't even see I'm, it coming yeah it was quite good but yeah because usually it, that kind of attention is happening at the gay people and so no one sticks up for them the usual suspects arrive imelda staunton bill nye not the science guy <laughs> you know patty He's considine great. like all these great uh, british and uh there's a moment, actors show up there's a really moment good. in the movie that is just a slice of life where we all can accept it because it's perfect so the um, miners are in this little town, and so the, the people who raise money want to give the money to the miners, and they go through the proper channels of going to the union. But the union, as soon as they hear that they're gay and lesbian organization, just are like, we're not taking your money, and they hang up. 
So then these these very young twenty something um, guys figure out a way to go directly. They let they they brainstorm. They go, let's go directly. Just call one of these small towns and get the town hall and tell them we're bringing them food and, and money. So they, you see them, and they're all flamboyant in their bookstore in this beautiful part of London. And then the next scene, you see this little hall, and the phone is ringing, and it's quiet. And then all of a sudden, this old-ass lady comes out and takes her time walking all the way across the room to a table. And she picks up the phone, and she's like, all right. And you're like, oh, that's where it starts, because she accepts yeah. their help, but she doesn't know anything. Yeah, back in the bookstore, they're like, woohoo, yeah, and the miners have no idea what's coming. Because <laughs> little old lady's just like, well, yes, okay, and then, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, and it, again, it played out well by the actors, and it's, you know, real, it's, I don't think it's it really too happened. hokey. Yeah, it really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for better or for worse. But to find out what happened to everybody... Uh, credits at the end when they do that the, the post log keep in mind 1985 like the real pictures of them yeah. or whatever yeah, they didn't well, do that thankfully but they fake. give you the little on screen text well it's 1985 so we can imagine what happens to some of the gay guys oh. sometimes I'm not yeah. psyched with the whole bring on a, the real video the, you know like Angela, Angela oh, Bassett yeah. works her ass off for, yeah. then we bring on the real Tina Turner at the end. So let her finish it out <laughs> yeah. let her run it to oh, the end yeah. but anyway anyway that's a good movie it's a good movie uh, and, Pride. Now I know about it. and I saw the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby Hmm. Which is uh, Jessica Chastain and Where'd James McAvoy? Hmm? Where'd you see that? They showed it at the Where's DGA. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think it did very well because I think it's already come and gone. Which is weird because it says the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby in the opening credits. Then it says them, and then they start telling the story about a couple who meet and they go through all this couple stuff. They you know between marriage and kids and whatever, and and it plays out their whole relationship. And it ended, and I went, I kind of didn't care. I don't know. I didn't think mm. the movie was all that great. Kind of bland and didn't do much for me, and some of the characters were troubling. Now that someone disappears, like Gone Girl, right? Or is it? No, just it's not. It's just a sort of uh, someone's yeah identity, self identity more than like stolen identity. Did she name herself after the Beatles song or the, the father that did. the Beatles named their? Song? Yeah, the father okay. was a fan. So, <laughs> um, but then I find out afterwards that it says them at the beginning because they're going to put out another one from her perspective oh. and put out another movie oh, from his perspective. Wow. I wish I knew that when I was watching because then I might pay attention more to, to see what a might be different. Movie? But and then by the time it was done, I'm like, I don't even want to see these people anymore. So yeah, I'm kind of done. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea because it's not like the Lord of the Rings or Hobbit where, you know, people are invested. They're going to want to see all three. Eh, I guess when it, they you, shot every scene, they tweaked it just a little. Do it again. But now we're going to Oh, they've do already it. made the movie? When you say the line, you know, wow. it, it could be like the conversation where the lines are just oh, well, sort of said they've differently. Already they've already it. filmed yeah. it. Then they've got two more movies to recoup their money. And, and I don't yeah. think it did well. So we'll probably see those on directly on Well, yeah, that would be an interesting box set, wouldn't it? I suppose so. Well, sure. I, what I've always wanted to see was uh, when they had the alternate angle option, maybe they'll steal this idea of patent pending. Now, I've always wanted to do a cops and robbers movie, and you can watch the movie. Or at any time, you can hit angle and see what the robber's doing. Like, <laughs> and sometimes he's just reading a paper. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be the way they release like their DVD. It's like choose your own adventure movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those you could have fun. a shuffle function and just you create a new movie every time. But, like... It, that's a great idea. Jessica Chastain's character was all sorts of wacky, and I just felt bad for James McAvoy trying to work hard to keep things together with her. And it's like, after a while, maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. So I didn't, after a while, want to see anymore. So the, so, di- the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby movie from is theaters. disappearing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. So, all right, Good. with that, uh, anything else? Leave what you see on TBS. Nothing? 
uh, Breakfast Club, I bought a copy of Breakfast Club. Whoa! Nice. That's oh. amazing. Yeah. We own that. Yeah, it's yeah. worth owning. Yeah, I didn't have it on uh, the DVDs. I had it on the VHS. The VHS, uh, Kate, was this uh, <laughs> way of recording uh, video at a time in the world. No, yes. But yeah, that was a... Nowadays, it goes through the player. A tape comes out dust. <laughs> hey, let's do oh, let's dust. let's do movieoki. Somebody do uh, movieoki with me with Breakfast Club. Somebody can chime in. Okay, yeah. eat my shorts. What was that? What was that? Eat my shorts. You just bought yourself another weekend. There <laughs> was it. I'm thrilled. Ah, oh, I skipped a line. <laughs> I already blew it. You're nah. you, <laughs> you want another you just one? Bought yourself another Saturday, Mister. Oh, oh I'm crushed. <laughs> you want another one? You just bought one more. <laughs> you just yeah, bought one more. Just say the word. Just say the word. And say. Oh, anyway. So I'm just, I was watching that movie. Are you finished? No. I'm doing Society of Favor. So? (laughs) (laughs) That's another one right there, pal. I've got you for the rest of your natural born life if you don't watch your step. You want another one? Yes. Yes. (laughs) You got it. You got it right there, pal. All right, we finally kicked into that. Good. Thank God. All right, let's do Dragnet. Okay. Ah. All right, it's time for uh, Karen's Ah. weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Karen's birthdays. Take it away. week of birthdays out by wishing a very happy birthday to friend of the show, Mike J. Nichols. Oh, hey. Mike Nichols. Happy birthday. Who turns 30-something but can play anywhere from accidentally mistaken for a great filmmaker to actually being a great filmmaker. <laughs> Mike has appeared on The Movie Guys three times, making him the guest with the most favors that we owe to him for coming at the last minute and being on the show. <laughs> so, case Mike, of, case of emergency, break glass. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody dropped out. Break the mic. There's Mike. Glass. Where's Mike Nichols? So, Mike, we owe you a ride to the airport. <clears throat> I went to his website. I don't know if you guys have ever looked up Mike Nichols on the... You have to go to Mike J. Nichols or if there's just all, too much information. But if you look him up, he is just like a digital editor manifesto <laughs> up there. It's kind of crazy. Have you tried to read... Always doing something. It's... He's always doing crazy. Something. So now he's talking about Final Cut Pro and all these different editing software, and then he'll have screenshots of what it is, and then arrows pointing at what you need to change in order to make your movie look like this. And that. it's he is truly the best editor I know. Amazing, mm. and, and he's uh, the Phantom editor. We should say. I was yes. just gonna say uh, <laughs> he was created a recut of George Lucas's Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, therefore becoming known as the Phantom Editor. First guy to do. It. Did you ever hear of this, Kate? I did. The I Phantom actually edit? know this gentleman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We well. know the Phantom Editor. Oh, that's right. You know Mike. She knows yeah. Mike. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's very unassuming and very, very cool. Um, his most recent film credit includes Last Play at Shea, which premiered at the Tribeca Film hmm. Festival, and at City Field in New York, making it the largest movie exhibition since 1919. Whoa. Whoa. How cool is that, Mike Nichols? So happy birthday to you. That is cool. Yeah, and Mike, I mean, this is good company. I mean, on these birthday segments, we've mentioned Johnny Depp and J- Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Johnny Depp of editors. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Janik. Maybe one day we'll mention David Menken. Maybe that could happen. <laughs> All right, now let's wish a very happy. You know what's going to happen? One of these days when I'm doing this, because I look through this celebrity page on the internet, I always go to the same one because I keep it updated. It's kind of fun. Now they have web stars, so we're going to oh, be getting a web star. One of these days, I'll be like, "Oh, it's Kate's birthday." Aww. All right. Now let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Ivan Reitman, who turns 67. Ooh. Already good company, right there. But can play anywhere from the godfather of comedy to father of a guy who makes some pretty good comedies. And some also weird-ass shit, like men and women and children. Did anybody see that? Men, women, I've not seen that. No. He is my Facebook friend. What? Jason Reitman? Ivan. How did oh, that Ivan happen? Reitman? Yes. And I, th- 
there was this weird wish him a happy birthday. There Friends was, in uh, common, Joel Murray. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow picked up Tara Reid, which I'm sure is something a lot of people can say on sure. Facebook. And, and it, ta- it takes no energy. She weighs sixty. Right, and then yeah. the whole this whole weird world of celebrities. But then I noticed that some of them might be the same Russian guy that stole your internet <laughs> passcode because <laughs> they're spelling all the names quietly, uh, uh, just slightly wrong. Tara Reid with two D's. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But but Ivan R-E-A-D. seems to be legitimate. Ivan seems to be legitimate. Yeah. Tara. And, uh, well, if Ivan has pictures up of Colin Hanks, another friend the of mine. Rapper, wow. yes. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Ivan Reitman's IMDb page. He has listed as his <laughs> trademarks reoccurring themes of the common man triumphing where professionals have failed. True. Sci-fi and slapstick humor. Yes. And my favorite, frequently cast Bill Murray, which hmm. makes him awesome. Absolutely. Yes. What a great thing. So I decided to make up a game with Mr. Ivan Reitman for you guys. So feel free to yell this out. Meatballs. <laughs> this movie is called. This game is called. Big shots. What movie did Ivan Reitman not touch? Uh-huh. And when I say touch, I mean direct, write, or produce. Yeah, does a lot of producing. Some role in yes. developing, even like. Probably. Well, I didn't get that crazy, but yes. Bunch. Oh, all right. So I'm gonna name four, and you tell me which of the four is not one that he had anything to do okay. with. Okay, way on. All Legal right. eagles. <laughs> the first chunk, up in the air, no strings attached. Thank you for not smoking and seven days, seven nights. Now, are you? Sp- you mean thank you for smoking? Yeah. Well, thank you for smoking. So, you're s- you so in terms of saying that Ivan R- Ivan Redman had anything to do with he had sex with his wife and therefore up in the air exists. Is that what you're ah, saying? Stuff now like that, that's too, right? interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. He did have that. No. He uh, helped produce that actually. <laughs> oh, did he? Okay. Mm-hmm. But he also Jason helped his son. produce yeah. that. He yeah. produced that. an amount of sperm. <laughs> he produced. I forgot Jason he directed Reitman. Six Days, Seven Nights. That movie's horrible. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that was I should him, forget that. So that leaves no strings attached yeah. or, oh. or thank, thank you for smoking. smoking. I'm going Which, again, is another one of his son's smoking movies. Smoking is Jason, oh, so no his, strings But that's attached, his first right. one. So wouldn't he uh, oh, I see. go it alone? He wants I to say, see. I think he might have directed No Strings Attached, and we just all forgot. I think it's Thank You for Smoking. Yes, and you're right. And I did that because who remembers... Who remembers him doing No Strings Attached? We all remember no. Friends with right? Benefits, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> That's right. So oh, wait, 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 wait. No yeah. Strings Attached was the Justin Timberlake? Uh, no. Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Friends Kutcher. with Benefits. Friends with uh, yeah. No Strings Attached is the Volcano, and uh, the uh, Dante Friends Speak with Benefits is, is the Dante, Dante Speak. <laughs> <laughs> which one is Sudden Impact and which one's Armageddon? I'm going to say <laughs> the Sudden Impact is... Sudden Impact was a Dirty Harry movie. Okay. Okay. All right, try this one. All right. Deep Impact. <laughs> this one I think is even harder. All right, road trip. No one would have picked up on that, Paul. Paul's uh, so right. Guy. I love that. All right, here we go. Road trip, some kind oh. of wonderful, Space Jam, and Ghostbusters Two. Got to be Space Space Jam. I just have to because What's I hope part? against hope. It's uh, space. road trip, some kind of wonderful, Space Jam, and Ghostbusters Two. Oh, Ghostbusters. Okay. I'm All right, say, that one's an easy one. I'm gonna say. Some kind of wonderful. That's John Hughes. I don't think those two ever crossed paths, do they? Because that was Howard Deutsch direct, John Hughes produced and wrote. Correct. I think. Yep. Some kind of wonderful. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I threw it in there because it's exactly at the same time. True. Trying to throw you off. I don't think those two ever little. crossed paths. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like Reitman and Hughes. Same year as like legal eagles or something. Right? You yeah. might think that. You just but want let's that to be represented, don't you? <laughs> you? You might think that, but let's do the next yeah, one. Just throwing around my knowledge about Ivan Reitman. <laughs> yeah. So out of these ones, planes, trains, and automobiles, mm-hmm. big shots, legal eagles, and Beethoven. Which one did he have nothing to do with? Adam was crack, cracking wise before the show yeah. or before the contest with legal eagles. Uh-huh. But he oh, directed right. legal eagles. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it has okay. something to do with it. So it's planes, trains, and automobiles. I think it's that's John Hughes again. Sadly, I did say legal. I did say Big Shots and Beethoven. Big Shots he directed, which is a completely forgettable movie about kids. And it's two kids who yeah. steal a car. I did put a doggy like movie in there. Right, because you love doggies, not because <laughs> right. Ivan Reitman had not nothing to do with it. Had nothing to so do with I assume it. he produced it. So I'm going to go with. Yes, he did. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, no, that was really I believe good. It. You guys are good. Also, I just noticed on Ivan Reitman's IMDb page, IMDb page, newly added credit, currently in in pre-production and announced as executive producer for the Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah. It's yeah, in he's a producer on writing. It. That's so exciting. That's so cool. It's in a various stage of development. Yes, it is. Now, that doesn't mean <laughs> like it's going to happen. Too. <laughs> but like Paul brought up, that Dan Ackroyd's had that on there since 2003. So. Yeah, I mean, he said rumored, right? Yeah, true, <laughs> rumored. <laughs> and let's end this week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to the girl next door, literally, when I was growing up, Natalie Merchant, mm. who turns 50 but can play anywhere from a SUNY wow. Fredonian who didn't graduate. <laughs> she went to Fredonia? Yeah, and JCC. Oh, wow, because yeah. she went to JCC. She got. She actually uh, dropped out of Jamestown High School and did not get her degree in a high school diploma. Went to the two-year school and instead just jumped ahead and got an associate's. I didn't know you could do that. You just... I guess you just... Yeah, I mean, did you get one at the, uh, at the... At I the got a diploma and then went and got my associate's. Uh-huh. I didn't just skip out. But anyway, Natalie... Apparently smart. Hmm. Don't take uh, anybody at a community college. Yeah, she can play anywhere <laughs> from a Fredonian. Asteroids, right? She was the first person. <laughs> that's not my joke. High school that's so, with I think that's Asteroids. Lame. That's awesome. She was the first <laughs> guest on Letterman, musical guest to play two nights back to back. I think then Letter uh, didn't. Uh, huh? Bruce Springsteen changed. Well, then now guys do a whole week, like Foo Fighters. That's what a whole it is. Week. They do a whole yeah. week. Mm. Uh, also, um, where I'm from, just so you know, is a birthplace of Lucille Ball. So we definitely have a type in Jamestown. We're producing. Yeah, Natalie Merchant, Laura Keitlinger. Yeah, Laura Keitlinger. Lucille Ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw Me? Laura you? Shut up. Karen Volpe. Just Karen Volpe. Thank you, Lee. list was incomplete, Thank Paul. you, Lee. Yeah. <sighs> Unbelievable. Anyway, Natalie's known for being the lead singer of the 10,000 Maniacs, and her music can be heard on soundtracks like Cheaper by the Dozen with Steve Martin, Bringing Out the Dead with Nicolas Cage and One Fine Day, Michelle Pfeiffer, and George Clooney. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. His first big feature. Crazy. A romantic, a romantic, just a romance. I thought this can be a big lead romance guy, and then he wouldn't have it. Good for him. He's like, right. going to be more interesting than that. Thank you, God. All right. Do you yeah, guys know, and I know that you're is. fans, so you might know this. I am. Do you know how the 10,000 Manias got their name? Ooh. No, I don't, and I am a big fan. The no. origin of Freddy Krueger? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's based on a movie. It's a horror film oh. called yeah. 2000. Oh, 2000 Manias. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, just I do know that movie. That was I don't know exactly what their whole deal was, but they saw the movie The 2000 Maniacs and they thought they would change it to 10,000 Maniacs, which is about the population of Jamestown, so it makes <laughs> sense to me. And Lee, yes. you know how much I love to hear celebrities sing. People ask me all the time, and I got to tell them, Karen yeah. loves to hear celebrities sing. I do. And I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly, <Right>. thank you. <laughs> I didn't have anything. And that's it. <laughs> that's the Saturday morning response. <laughs> Um, Three extra so, days. He has a bit there. Uh, I was so, thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. Like I got nothing. So I'm gonna have a little uh, Natalie Merchant singing. <laughs> Natalie Merchant's gonna sing for us. Now I know we don't have the movie guy. Or we don't have the TV guy show. But I just loved that I found this out. The Natalie Merchant song, everybody, candy, everybody wants, was featured on an episode of Breaking Bad, and it just makes me happy because I used to like that song anyway, but now I like it even more. So here's a little Natalie Merchant. 
When did this come out? This is so, this is so indicative of its time. It's like a 90s song. Hey. Yeah? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And the video's really cute. Oh. Did you see a montage with, um, what's his face, selling meth all over? And, and then you see him making the meth. They're like, give them what they want. <laughs> Candy. And that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Movie Guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, hey. LinkedIn. When you're on YouTube looking for Kate, hey. we're right there. We're there too. Yeah. I think it's just us and then like another seven or eight a million yeah. other videos. How do you get found in, in all those videos? Oh, well, my, my daily vlogs are youtube.com forward slash What I mean, like, how life. originally do you sift through all the crap that's out there and find you? Oh, good. Like, how did well, you get that? That's, uh, that's why you always have to give out the, you know, youtube.com forward slash so that they don't have to put you in the search bar or anything right. like that. They just mm -hmm. go straight to your channel, yeah. straight to your home. It's like having your own website, but, you know, it's on YouTube. Hey. It's your channel. YouTube.com slash the movie guys online. Slash. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because if you, if you go to YouTube and you hit recent videos, just anything that's recently been uploaded, they're all from India. They all have like that oh, Indian really? text. Yeah, it's like, like but I, but I mean, I'm talking the video that was just uploaded like just now. You know, mm -hmm. like if the most recent is just, I mean, it's from all over the world. You just go, there's so many people out there doing videos. A lot. Yeah. yeah. But Kate broke through. So uh, yeah. where can we find you one more time? Oh, thank you. It's YouTube.com forward slash Kate in real life. And if you'd like to check out my comedy, including the Hunger Games parody, which was so much fun to spend time on. I know you guys like it. So thank you. I but yeah, that. you put the night goggles on in the day. Not recommended. No, not so much. You burn your retinas up. Yes, very much so. Yeah. That is uh, YouTube.com forward slash Kate is 17. It's K-A-T-E-R-S and the numbers one and seven. And then... Uh, Twitter and all that? Where, where Twitter, else? yeah. Instagram, Caters you do tweets. all that stuff? I do. Oh, my goodness. Caters Tweets? Yeah, Caters Tweets is my Twitter. Uh, I have a Facebook page as well. It's Caters17 as well. And Instagram, I believe, is Kate in real life as well. Right oh. on. Thank you. For anybody who is just listening to this show, uh, I think one of the lucky things about her YouTube page is you get to see her. Yeah. <laughs> that does not it, suck. It, it'll work out for you. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching us on YouTube, you know, you can see her here yeah, as well. Yeah, darling. Do yourself a favor. visual elements got to aid her show. <laughs> 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 and thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Next week, we're back with the start. Believe it or not, it feels like we just had New Year's, but we're back with more holiday season movies. As we hit Interstellar oh. and Big Hero 6 and kick off the holidays. I have a 10,000 Maniacs and uh, a factoid that Lee will appreciate. Love toids. I just want you to know that the drummer from the 10,000... Fact 10, or other. The drummer, Hero Augustiniak of the 10,000 Maniacs, used to wear band hair. <gasps> I, would, I would go see him early on, and he'd have hair. And then if you saw him after the show, oh. no hair. Oh. Wow. Later, he started just not having his band hair, but he did Man have his drumming hair. Yeah. And there you go. You got. You have a brother, a compadre, <laughs> brother in arms in this fight. Hair. Yes. All right. So uh, hey, we're back next week. And and uh, do we have Colin Hanks, uh, the rapper? I have to call you out on that. Who is Colin? Colin? No, no, that's the other Hanks son. Colin Hanks, the funny one. Oh, that's right. The, the other. Okay. There's I, a rapper. I had before we left. I'm like Colin Hanks, the rapper. No, but no. it wasn't. It's the Tom other Hanks one. has a rapping son. That's right. Whoever he is. Suburbia oh. rapper. Good call, honey. Thank Good call. You. Good memory. I know. There you go. Thanks for watching. Alrighty, Kate. So uh, that was rehearsal. We're gonna go ahead and do this live now hey. and see if it sticks to the tape. Okay. <laughs> I love it. She's game. I love it. <laughs>